everyone, and welcome into episode number three of Talk of the Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. Thank you for joining us once again as Christmas is right around the corner. Our first couple of episodes, we did some classic slashers, Friday the 13th, Halloween from 1978, 1980. Now we've gotten a little bit more of a modern movie. Before we get there, I am your co-host, Ryan King, with my co-host, Davis Dillingham. Davis, our most recent one. We're going a little bit different, more modern and more supernatural than old school classic slasher. We're going with 2014's It Follows. As always, we start off with a history breakdown led by Davis. Davis, what do you got from It Follows for us? It's good to be back. There's just going to be shorter than the uh, the previous history breakdowns because, um, first of all, directed by David Robert Mitchell, which I'm guessing you've probably never heard of because I've never heard no. of him either. <laughs> nope. And also because um, he's not really done much besides this movie. Okay. Like, he's got one movie, I it's like called Under silver lake or something that was in like 2018 nope never heard of it nope. nothing nope. much really before this so he really hasn't done very much um so the movie is actually based on a reoccurring dream that he used to have as like a kid and kind mm. of growing up in that there was like some sort of predator stalker that was just like following him like not super fast just like in the movie that we'll talk about but hmm. just being followed and stalked by this thing so also and we'll talk about this because I was so confused during the movie. The, he perf, uh, what am I trying to say? On purpose, never defined the time period in the movie. Like you yeah. never are actually told when the movie's taking place. Because it's it, it feels like the eighties, right? It's it felt I, like the eighties to me. Well, yeah, we'll talk about this more. But like, there's so many different things that I was like, I have no idea what yeah. year this is yeah. supposed to be. I did think um, about that, but he. He does that to make it seem like more like a dream to where it's like things okay. just aren't really making sense. Okay. Okay. Um, I think one of the more well-known things about this movie is that uh, the whatever predator it, whatever you want to call it, is representing STDs and that, that it's being yeah. passed between people. That symbolism sex. was um, definitely not too subtle. <laughs> definitely yes. pretty overt <laughs> symbolism there. Yes. Um, and then finally, which... I didn't really realize while watching the movie is that uh, the director took a lot of inspiration from John Carpenter and the Halloween movie. So as, as much as we're trying to, Jeez. to get away from <laughs> these movies, like oh, man. every single movie we've done so far, which there's only been, this is our third episode, but it's either been Halloween or man. heavily influenced by Halloween. We did not know that we picked this one either. Jeez. No, okay. no, absolutely not. Wow. But yeah, pretty. All right. Let's get, but, uh, let's get let's, let's get let's get right into the plot then. Let's get right into the thick of it. Which, First of all, also we've done a bad job of doing this, but very heavy spoilers. We're going to literally talk about yes everything of the entire movie. As so always, if you haven't it, seen the movie and want to watch it, please we, go watch it before listening. We put it out on Twitter. You can follow us at Talk of the House underscore. We're gonna tease it a couple days in advance each time. This one's on Netflix. Very easy to find for you. Uh, you can go stream it. It, there is two things I actually put down that kind of reminded me uh, of Friday the 13th, Halloween, whatever. And one of them is the opening <laughs> sequence, Davis. It opens up on a suburban street. Girl runs out of a house, right? And <laughs> she's in the middle of the street. She's looking around. Then she runs, mind you, in heels, running. It was incredible. Back <laughs> into the house. She says, Dad, I'm okay. 
She goes clearly to get her keys. She drives away to the beach and the car lights are on her. She calls and tells her dad she loves him. And sorry, I've been so difficult sometimes. She's dead the next morning. Her leg is snapped backwards. Like it's facing her, the knee, but also then also snapped towards her. It's like doubly, you know, hyperextended and snapped towards her. Which if we're also talking anatomically, I don't know how long it takes for rigor mortis to set in, but for the leg to be straight up and that's either this demon thing, whatever, had to have held her leg there for a while just to let it stay like that. Or uh, I don't know. Director might have overlooked that. One, <laughs> Didn't look it at the scientific cool. it was part. A cool, it was a cool shot. I it mean, looked it good, cool, yes. But... but it reminded me of those other two movies we've done, just where there's an opening sequence, someone gets killed, you don't know what's going on. So I can right. see yeah. where I did not know was influenced by um, Halloween, but I can see that there. We then go to a slow zoom and a girl at an above ground pool. Again, above ground kind of dates it a little bit, uh, but we don't know exactly yeah. what period, but her name is Jay. Her sister comes out. She's talking to her. She says she's going on a date that night. When she goes inside, there's some friends hanging out there, including Paul, who's one of the sister's friends, kind of her friend, whatever. Paul clearly has a crush on her, which will be big in this movie. Davis, take it up from there. Sure. So Jay and Hugh, her uh, date for the night, are going to the movies. Um, They're playing some random game where they are saying where they would, if they could switch places with anybody um who would it be and the other person has to try to guess it mm-hmm. they're playing this in line um they get into the movie theater and hugh guesses the girl in a yellow dress at the back of the theater um but jay doesn't see her and hugh kind of freaks out and says you know they need to leave mm-hmm. um they eventually leave he's looking paranoid they eventually go to a restaurant and this is the first time where you actually see a figure slowly walking by mm-hmm. Kind of in the background, right? It's like through the right. window pane, which I, right. if you put yourself in the universe they are in, it's not super obvious the game they're playing, but as a movie movie going viewer, so obvious that game is the only game you can play that would then bring the monster forward. <laughs> hey, let's just pick someone in the room. Very, very convenient. <laughs> let's just pick someone random, and I have to guess who you picked and why. Like, what a random, weird game. And I was like, why are they playing this? And I was like, oh, that's why. So he can say, you don't very, see yeah. that person over there? Like, okay. Very, yeah, very convenient, very convenient game. Um, but even then, um, when they're at the restaurant, it's never really like you don't know particularly if like that's somebody. Like they kind of keep it up in the air a little bit, to where that could just be a person walking. We they really, they really do that know. a few times throughout the movie. That I think is very yeah. good. Sometimes you don't. It is the thing. Sometimes it's not because it's it's just someone yeah. walking. Sometimes they make it pretty obvious when something's really creepy. Looking yes. nervous, going really slow but there's a couple times where they're like yeah there's a couple times where it's just someone walking like normal speed and it looks like a normal person which would make you blend in better than being yes some sort of monster or something the the next i'm assuming this is the next day there's no real time here but assuming it's the next day or at least sometime in the next few days they're at a lake or a pond and they start making out and then this like, hey, let's go back to the car. And classic. Yeah, yeah. They have sex in the back of the car. At the end of it, she's pretty happy. She's laying down. You know, he doesn't look too happy, but you don't know why. He goes to the trunk like everyone Listen, does typical, right after sex. T- typical guy move. <laughs> Bing, bang, have sex. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> like just <laughs> He goes to the trunk, just starts messing with things while she's randomly talking about whatever. You know, I always thought about being an adult. Well, you know, whatever. 
he then, you know, comes up behind her and it looks like he's going to cuddle her over and chloroforms her, has a rag, holds it over her face. Like, my goodness, he chloroformed her. She wakes up. She's tied in her underwear. For some reason, he, even though he had her unconscious, couldn't put her dress back on her. Has her tied to a chair in the middle of nowhere. Looks kind of like an abandoned parking garage or something. I, I don't know. Some sort of abandoned building parking. Yeah. Yeah. And Hugh is his name explains that Jay will be followed by a thing that he just gave her. said, I just gave it to you back in the car. I'm not going to hurt you, though. I just want you to know what is happening. He said it's going to disguise itself as anyone to get close. Could be someone random. Could be someone you know anything to get close to you. He then looks out, and he sees a naked woman walking to them as they're up on kind of this hill in this building. And he wheels her to it so she can see it. She's freaked out. She doesn't really believe what's happening. He says, never go into a place unless it has more than one exit. It's slow, but not dumb. So make sure you keep moving. Get away from it. He ultimately takes her back to her house again, has not put her dress back on her, leaves her in the street in her underwear and says, don't let it touch you and drives off, which could have made this, you know, there's, I mean, she's probably going to the cops no matter what in this, but like you could have like tried something here to like, he did show her the monster, put the dress back on her, untie her. I feel like there's ways to make this a little bit better in my opinion. This. Okay. Was, did you get the feeling that this, I don't really know if they said it. Is this her losing her virginity? Do you know? Like they didn't say I'm, I am guessing it was, but they didn't really say either way. I was kind of guessing it was too, but Wait, if uh, it is, not. this has to be. It's not because she and Greg, she mentions later, she and Greg had sex during high school. So it wasn't a big deal that they did again. Uh, okay. A little okay. So, okay. I got you. So no. But um, regardless, this probably has to be the worst date of all. Oh, uh, yes. Pretty bad. And I'm assuming a second date since we've only seen the two. And it's like, man, they moved pretty quickly. Correct. Yes. Correct. So this, I found this is one of the more interesting scenes. Uh, it, it's a very small thing. But later on, she's in the bathroom in her uh, underwear, just kind of looking in the mirror. She starts drinking out of the sink. A red ball hits the window, and she looks over. She doesn't see anybody. On the outside, camera looking at the house, there's like a child or a kid crouching on the second floor, on the roof, crouching under her window, which was pretty creepy. I'm assuming that is the thing. You know, they didn't say for sure, but like, it's kind of like they throw the ball. She goes out there, oh, I'll go get it. It goes and gets her. I thought that showed that what he was saying was true. It's smart. Like it's going to try to do things that get you to come to. I thought that was pretty creepy when it's like a child using a ball to come and get her. what do you think about that scene? It was, it was just interesting. And I think that's the first time we're kind of seeing that this thing can like shape shift. It's not going to stay as one single thing, which I mean, Hugh kind of mentioned that like sometimes it'll be, look like somebody that you know and love or a friend or family and sometimes it'll be something that you've somebody you've never seen before um so it it at least does a good job of like you said one showing that it's not going to be stupid and just like run into a door endlessly because it can't get through Mm -hmm. um it actually is an intelligent like predator yep that's stalking you it's not fast but it's stalking you and this was the the next scene was the other thing that reminded me of halloween she's in class now and yes, looking this out, was, out I mean, of the window, straight out of Halloween. Yeah, exactly like Halloween. Across the kind of courtyard area, she sees an old lady in a hospital gown just slowly walking to her. The teacher, much like in Halloween, was kind of foreshadowing. She's I, talking about yeah. Lazarus coming back from the dead and death and those types of things, which are very interesting. As Jay leaves the class, 
She's kind of looking around, doesn't see her. The old lady is in the hall behind her. She calls out to her, hello. The two girls that are standing behind the old lady say, yeah, what's up? So they showing they cannot see her. Jay runs off. So she goes to stay with her friends. Davis, pick it up from there for us. Yes, so she's going to stay with her friends. Um, she's freaked out. She's trying to explain to them what's happening, trying to convince them what is going on to her is real. It's not um, her just going crazy or losing her mind, um, which her friends are actually very supportive for. <laughs> they they're, they pretty much believe her for the most part. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. So they're just kind of trying to hold up for the night. She is, you know, can't sleep, is freaked out. Um, and then a window breaks mm -hmm. when she's kind of having this talk with Paul. Um, she's freaked out, obviously, even more. Paul goes to check it out. Um, while Paul is going to check it out, she gets up and goes to look. And there is a very, I don't know how you want to describe this woman, but... <laughs> I don't, I mean, she looks like she's, yeah, I mean, if you could think of a woman who's probably done like a lot of heroin or something in her lifetime. Busted. <laughs> missing a few teeth. Yes. Yeah. Busted, Busted. is correct. Yes. <laughs> missing a few teeth. But she's in the house now, officially in the house, slowly walking towards her. But did you understand what, was there some sort of symbolism where I got like, maybe it's like she's, you know, because I, I kind of keep looking at this through the prism of sex so like maybe right. her one boob is out she's all disheveled maybe it's like a rape victim kind of supposed to look like that maybe but then mm -hmm. like her water is like breaking while she's walking and i didn't really maybe it's just to be creepy i don't know but i'm kind of like there has, that has to mean something i just couldn't put together what it was see and i don't even know if i didn't get that her water was breaking i guess i thought she was just peeing on herself that, that could have been it too. Could have been that. that could I'm not been sure. It. I I think it's kind of weird because there's so many times in the movie where this thing is either completely nude or partially nude. Yes. And I never really got why. And I I I think it's nothing more than just like trying to it, yes make the viewer uncomfortable. Like yeah. obviously, like a uh, old lady in a hospital gown walking toward you is weird but having somebody with one boob out you're just kind of like you're shocked your mind's kind of shocked and overloaded with what you're seeing um it, it could just, be as simple to, as them just trying to be creepy i just didn't know right. since you catch it with sex if there was some sort of sexual imagery with that but you're right it could very well it's just um just i mean it could be it could be a thing i guess with sex if um you know, it's trying to attract you, which I don't oh, think man. this man. this woman was. But. <laughs> man, not doing a very good job of that one. Okay. Anyways, obviously Jay's freaked out and runs upstairs, closes the door. They're trying to keep her safe. Um, she's freaking out. And then there's a knock at the door and she's like, do not open the door. Please don't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like their other friend from the other side. So yep. there's a little more comfort. They do open the door and the friends coming in saying there's nothing here and then yep. a i mean has to be seven at least seven feet tall yeah huge man is walks out of the darkness from behind her and ducks into the room and obviously they freak out they run and they get out the window and jay takes off on a bike to some mm -hmm. random park um she's looking around kind of just trying to figure out what's going on 
on the swing set, seeing if anything is following her. And her friends very conveniently find her yep. in the park, yep. which I was like, I don't know how you would know where she would go to. But I'll let you pick it up from here, Ryan. So they drive to what I thought was an abandoned house. You know, there's there's cans on the window, which would help, obviously, if someone's coming through the window, you can hear it. Blacked out windows with paper on it. We find out it's Hugh's house, which does make sense. She had said he had used a fake name and gotten a house. And actually, it was the mom discussing this with someone else earlier in it, where fake name and got that house in that name, which all you had to do was see the house and know, well, you clearly do not live here. This is an abandoned shack. This is not a normal house, but yeah. whatever. In a magazine called Playpen, mind you, not Playboy or anything, it's called Playpen. <laughs> he just happens to have, um, this is, I'm assuming, you know, Hugh left this behind, has a picture of him with a girl, which may be, to his credit, maybe the reason he had the playpens, how I took that, was he was trying to not have sex with somebody and pass it on. And he ultimately was like, I can't take this anymore. I have to pass this thing on to somebody. That else. makes sense. There was a fair amount of, <laughs> of tissues around, <laughs> around there was these a, magazines. There was a lot of magazines, dude. There was a lot of them. <laughs> uh, but there was a picture of him and a girl inside of it. They go to his high school and find out, a little twist here, his real name is Jeff. His name is Jeff, not Hugh, which makes perfect sense as he's trying to pass along a demon STD and does not want to be found. <laughs> they go to his house. Mom lets him in. Jeff explains, again, just get rid of it. It's always coming for you. It's slow, but it's always walking in a straight line to you. There's nothing you can do. He says, I got it from a random girl in a bar. Who knows how far this goes back? All you can do is just get rid of it so it's no longer coming after you. But if you die... It comes back to me. So you need to just keep passing right. it along. Just keep giving yep. it some. And even said, you're a girl. It should be easy for you. So just, just pass <laughs> it on to somebody else. So, which his logic is pretty sound. They're just, you just get rid of it. You can't stop this thing. Just pass it on. Make it someone else's problem, which isn't great. But your only other option is I deal with this for the rest of my life. So. Yes. Or you die and. Yes. Which is kind of terrifying if you're somebody, I don't know, they didn't explain like how many people are in this line. Yeah. Or an origin, which I thought there was going to be another It yeah. Follows because this was pretty popular. Uh, you could totally do like an origin or you know something right. like this, but no. Right, yeah. So, I mean, if you're somebody like, if this is like 20 people, you know, long, this chain of people, and you're somebody like way down the line, you really... I guess you can live comfortably for a while, but yeah, you're, you're not good. ever really comfortable because if everybody else dies, it's coming for you. Yeah, and you'd always have to be because you don't know. You'd know the next person no, you die, but know. that's about it. So it could be three people down the line, but if they all got got, you kind of have to always be right and looking for. And what if years go by? It could easily kill you. You'd forget about it, right? Like you yeah. would, you yeah, know, you, like you. It would have to be one of those weird monster looking. If it looked like a normal person, it would get to you. Like if it's been years, yes. you know, you might be paranoid, yep. but you'd probably forget somewhat. So here's something I was kind of confused about. Greg, next door neighbor, kind yep. of across the street is hanging out with Kelly when Jay runs out of house, like in a car. So I thought that was her boyfriend or something. I'm guessing based off the context clues of what happens throughout this, that is not the case. They're all just kind of yeah. friends. Just all of them, Paul, Yara, Kelly, Jay, they're all just kind of friends. Yeah. Even it just seems all, like a friend group, I think. Yep. Yeah. Even though the, the two sisters are obviously one's older, one's younger. They're all just kind of friends. Right, um, right. So they go to Greg's vacation home by a lake where Jay learned to shoot a gun, trying to kind of help protect her. It shows up. They're all hanging out on the beach. It looks like Yara, the sister's friend, kind of in their friend group, is walking up behind them, uh, but kind of came out of the corn, or not the corn, but the uh, tall grass <laughs> there. 
You know, uh, the old cornfield by the, by the <laughs> lake. <laughs> it shows up and it grabs her hair. For some reason, instead of like slicing Jay's neck or breaking her, it just pulls her hair up because that's going to kill her. And she's all freaked out. Paul hits it with a chair. That's where we first find out this is a physical being. It's not just a spirit or something that I, right. I thought it was. It is an actual physical being that you can't right. actually touch, but it is Even invisible. if you can't see it. Yes. yes. You can only see it, apparently, if it has been passed to you. She runs to the shed, shoots, I mean, I swear, like six times. Gets it. I mean, Listen, it's right she there. She just learned, Ryan. She yeah. just learned. <laughs> it's right there. Like it is her. It is literally <laughs> 10 feet in front of her. But she's shooting. Greg hide behind a chair because he's like, oh crap. And I, yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure Greg was gonna get hit. Oh, I thought it, for sure Greg. Yes, he's hit. gonna get shot. It get it shoots it in the neck. It falls down immediately, gets right back up. You know, Greg kind of breaks the door out. It's like, hey, there's nothing out here. Well, of course, he goes to get whatever, and then it looks like the tall, creepy guy walks by the window. Then mm. it's a little, like, sickly boy, and it's climbing right. in through. You're like, oh, crap. And I thought, okay, well, they said don't go into anywhere with only one exit. Well, turns out there's this yeah. giant barn door that just swings open right there. <laughs> <laughs> so they all do get out. But here's one of the more unbelievable parts of it, I thought. Jay runs into the car, first of all, completely abandoning her friends. Just like oh, she, yeah. Yes. Which I mean yeah. is fine to a certain extent because it's not coming after them. But but, but the, also, it's walking, it's you like, can easily just get in the car. Like it's walking. Yeah, I agree. Like, I agree. Hey guys, kind of jog over here and get the car. I was like, nope, see ya. I agree. I mean, because during that scene, all of her friends run by. Yes. It. Like it's it's still walking, and they just easily run by. It. Yes. <laughs> she, she completely left. But she then, she's driving fast, pulls out. She's, you know, driving a really fast way. A car, a truck backs out. So she drives to avoid it. Hits an old school, like, wooden post mailbox. Like, one wooden post mailbox. Hits that, drives into a cornfield. And she, like, hits her head and passes out. I'm like, on what? She hit an old yeah. school mailbox and corn. And she's, like, <laughs> she's in the hospital. She has this bloody bandage, a broken arm. Like, what did she hit? She hit an, a, literally a wooden post and corn. Why did she get knocked out? I, I was, I was very confused by that. I don't know. Did that make sense to you? Like that scene just didn't. I didn't understand it. Uh, Why not I don't, ever hit I like a it, wall or a car? Or so, you know, it's. It. I don't really know. I guess you could say that. Like, I guess when she goes into the corn, there's enough force to stop the car and her like to hit her head on the steering wheel. Maybe if it, like dip down or something. Like if she hit the earth, I guess corn. But- Corn At the same time, yeah, corn's, <laughs> corn, corn's pretty easy. From the many movies with cornfields that I've seen, corn's pretty easy to drive through. Yes. So anyway, pick it up for there, Davis, when we're in the hospital. Okay, we go. She, we're in the hospital now. She's, you know, hit her head. Her friends have caught up with her now. Um, which also, by the way, if an ambulance is coming and she really didn't drive that far, I feel like yeah. it, could, it could get to her fairly quickly. Um, but I guess, you know, her friends probably came and got the car and drove her to the hospital, whatever. Well, it's also, so we're in the, as we see a couple different times, just a tiny spoiler as Greg gets it here in a little bit. And he says he doesn't see it for like three or four days. They said it's always walking straight for you, but maybe that's not the case. Like it is, but like, maybe it kind of does its own thing for a little bit because it would not have taken four days from when he got it to when. No, it got to him like they were in the same city. It would have taken an hour or two. So we don't right. totally know the rules of this. So it doesn't fool. It does not follow a strict 
law of it's constantly whoever has it now i am in a straight line straight for them right in the however long it takes a human to walk this far that's when it will be there that's clearly not always the case unless i'm wondering this is the other thing about it we just are on this tangent i'm wondering how it chooses what it will like shape shift into what it will look like because sometimes it looks like somebody you know which makes a lot of sense yep and sometimes it's like why would you ever go down the list and be like mm, old grandma yeah let's yep. go with that one i'm gonna be able to walk significantly slower and that's why honestly maybe i i it, things make a little more sense when you talk about this potentially feeling like a dream because i thought about that why would you right. not always try to look like someone they know always that would make the most sense or the yeah. other thing i thought about if you really wanted to get away from this thing, go to Australia. Pretty sure it can't swim. So unless we That's don't know good, yeah. the rules, it could, you know, teleport to another area. But if right. it is true that it has to walk everywhere, how is it getting across continents? Yeah. So I always thought, I was like, just go I, on the water. Like go, like, go out on the ocean or go to Australia, something like that, if you really wanted right. to get away from it. Or kind of continent hop. You know, go to a continent. It right. will, it'll take it a couple months for it to walk to you. If it has to go up through Antarctica, you know, whatever, swim over. Whenever you see it, all right, I'm going back to North America. I'll see it in like six months or whatever. Uh, it's, yeah. And th- these things, maybe they are like, it doesn't have solid rules, just like it doesn't have a time period. Maybe it's just, it's kind of wanting to keep you uncomfortable where you don't totally know what's going on because some of the things right. like that don't really make a whole lot of sense. Like in my mind, you would always show up as a friend or a relative. You would never show up as yeah. like a one boob girl with messed up makeup, missing teeth. It's very right. obvious. Okay, you're the monster, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It's, I think, just meant to keep everything where it seems like a, it's supposed to seem like a dream. Mm-hmm. But I will say that one note I didn't mention um, is that the director said that, you know, he wanted to keep all of the, I mean, because these are teenagers that are yeah. dealing with this thing and that are the main characters of this movie. He wanted to keep everything like, to where they're thinking like teenagers like they're not having really any good ideas like of course you could go to a different con- continent they nailed that <laughs> no they yeah <laughs> or like yeah let's just stay with you in this house and hopefully it doesn't come tonight yep, like, yep. That, that's that, a terrible well, idea he nailed that then because they definitely made some horrible decisions yes yes or like we'll get into decisions they make later on yes yes the way they try to kill it at the end like it's all he he described it like their plans being very like scooby-doo like everything is just like all right we're gonna try to make this weird plan to kill it that makes sense that makes total sense so anyways we go we're in the hospital now um you know jay is trying to recover from the car accident there's some discussions with Greg and Greg decides to have sex with Jay in the hospital bed, which was kind of strange. The shot they were yeah. like showing was like the windows of the hospital and there's like oh, some sick people, <laughs> some families. And then there's just these two teenagers <laughs> getting it on the hospital. So, but he decides to kind of take the fall um, and knowingly takes the fall obviously so we kind of are three days later everybody in the friend group is kind of waiting for it to show back up again and it still hasn't been seen by greg until we go to one night um what exactly was happening before this do you know was what was she what was she doing this night i don't actually remember was she Um, just asleep upstairs so this was 
Hmm. That's a good question. I think. I yeah. I, I think she she's just been remember. upstairs for a little bit. She's just been. I think she yeah. She's just been kind of an introvert where she's staying in her room. Right. Right. Even I though don't think she if, was... if if you believe in all of this, which she clearly is at the point now where she believes this is all true, then you should by right. logic should tell you, you're pretty safe. Like I get looking out for Greg. Yes, then, she's, like, she she has passed safe. it on. Right. Yes. Right. So I guess she. <laughs> I don't. We're not really sure. She very conveniently looks outside yep. and there yep. is a person in long johns walking up to Greg's house mm-hmm. and trying to shake open the door. It's obviously locked because we're in 2015, apparently, and <laughs> locked doors. Not not like not the, uh, 80s. the old, not the 80s, yeah. not the old uh, uh, Halloween movie where the back door is just wide open yep, yep. in the middle of the night. Yep. So it go ahead, goes ahead and breaks the window of the house and climbs in the window. Jay obviously is freaked out, runs downstairs, runs across the street, um, and is yelling to Greg to try to warn him that it's in the house. She eventually goes in the house, goes upstairs, and sees what looks like Greg's mom trying to open Greg's door. Bedroom door, I should say. Mm -hmm. She's telling Greg, don't open it, don't open it. Like an idiot, he opens it. (laughs) Just like in every scary movie, don't do this. So they do that exact yeah. thing. Jeez. Exactly. So Greg opens the door. We get a shot of Greg's mom in a robe with one tit out, which was Once again, one. one of those things. Yeah, just one. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was been the left one each time now. Actually, yep. Though, yep. <laughs> but again, one of those shots just kind of make you uncomfortable. It lunges at Greg, you know, is showing that it killed him or we think so we're not actually really sure um and is kind of on top of greg this is something me and ryan briefly talked about before we can't tell if it is like having sex with greg it looks like that's what they're alluding to it looks like that's that's what what they're alluding that's what it seems like but there's not really much to go off of it kind of just shows like greg's lifeless face is what it looks like but he doesn't like have any significant injuries at the time like it's very simple it's kind of like a harry potter death where you get hit with the avada kedavra spell and you're just dead there's no marks <laughs> because it grabs him he goes to the floor he's dead instantly he never is screaming yep. anything and a question you know we i know we share notes here davis i know you have it there a question i have the window was broken jay comes is screaming climbs in through the window yep. is then screaming inside do not open the door do not open the door the door right. flies open he gets slammed to the ground she screams runs out where are the parents? Where are they in all of this? Right. Where have they been? I, I, what, what are they listening? Like, they don't hear this window smashing, people screaming. Just nothing. There's right. no parents anywhere. And because you know the mom is there because Greg says, Mom, what are you doing? You know, my, yes, he was expecting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean, she's not out of town or something. So where are the parents in this entire universe? They're nowhere. There's that one scene of like, oh, yeah, Jay said, it, you know, poor Jay. Uh, it he gave a He gave a fake name and or his name is Hugh and he had this house, uh, but now he's just disappeared. That's the only time we see parents for other than that. Yeah. They're all just gone. And it's, it blows my mind that someone can break a window. People are screaming, people are getting killed running and the parents just apparently sleeping through it. I don't know. Here's the thing I just thought about. I don't know if this is on purpose, but um, I wonder if the director directed this movie and then like found some like kind of plot holes like this. And he was like, you know what? I'll just say it's all supposed to be a dream. So anything, plot hole, it's a dream. You can chalk it up to that. It, it, it does. 
it is pretty know. convenient there. But that's, that is the second kill mine. Where are the parents? It's a dream. I don't know. <laughs> Who knows? It's kind of, it could be a dream, could be reality, but uh, things are just happening. <laughs> yeah. But take it off uh, after Greg has been killed here. So this kind of gets us to the, some climax of the movie here. They, the friends with Jay, Jay, her sister, the two friends, they're all talking about where can we go? They're talking about kind of where they learn to swim. There's like this, it looks like a compound. It's a gigantic building, but there's a swimming pool inside of it. As they're driving away from it, they see a naked man on the top of the roof. Again, naked, just standing there. And the only thing I could think of. So weird. You know in Signs where the girl sees the – have you ever seen Signs? I have not. I think I may know the scene you're talking about. There's like a – the girl, before they know these aliens are invading their town or whatever, she's like, there's someone on the roof. And he's like, no, there's it's Mel Gibson. He's like, no, there's no one there. He looks out the window. And it's honestly one of the creepier things I've ever seen in a movie on the house, like kind of across from them, maybe a barn or whatever, because they're kind of out in the middle of nowhere. There's just right. a being standing there and he like stands up. And he's like freaked out. It is pretty creepy because it's like dead and night. Yeah. Uh, and this kind of reminded me of that where it's just standing on the top there. But we talked about this before the podcast. How is it going to get in? What's the goal of being a naked man on the roof? That's not going to trick her. And they're like, oh, I know who that is. Like, what's the goal? of it? Uh, yeah. Hey. Once again, it's a dream. I don't know. <laughs> and this thing isn't dumb. Maybe it's not dumb. Well, it seems pretty dumb. If it's like, hey, you know what's going to get her? I'll be a naked man on the roof. She'll come up here. <laughs> I'm going to slowly chisel through the tiles on the roof. <laughs> and get I don't know. But something I was going to talk about earlier, I know it's supposed to be a dream, whatever. It kind of is up to whatever that I don't know what it is going to manifest itself as. Mm-hmm. I kind of like to think that it has kind of this wheel that it gets to spin every now and then. Ah, uh, yes. And it's sitting yes. there with this wheel. And it's like, come on, pick the friend, pick the friend. <laughs> ah, naked man. Damn. Naked man on a roof. Damn. Damn it. That one never God. works. <laughs> Gra- <laughs> Grandma again? This is going to take days to get there. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go 40 miles of the old grandma. <laughs> Golly. So they every, go to this. Every, like, every 24 hours, it gets another spin. <laughs> This is the third day of grandma in a row. <laughs> so they eventually go to this. Somehow they get into this building, go to this down door, indoor pool, which by the way, even outside of a scary movie, super creepy. I would never go swimming in like this tiny little antiseptic room. That's like 10 feet tall. This it's, it's very weird. Like, you know, LED Again, it's lights, one of these, like, like, it's one of these, like, Yes, obviously teenagers came up with this plan because yes. this is so stupid. Like, why yes. would you go out of all places? And I even stupid. thought I thought they were trying to hide from. I'm like, this is a compound. How do you even know the thing's going right. to get in? I mean, that's what yeah. I was thinking of. But whatever. They go to the indoor pool. They line up electronics on the outside of the pool. I'm guessing. My thought at this point is, okay, they're going to. Jay's going to get in. They're going to lure it in, get right. out, push all these things in, and electrocute it. Very Scooby Doo ish. Yes. So it does walk in. Here's something that I thought was interesting. It was the first time we don't see the monster when Jay sees it. So I mm, thought, correct, is she yep. in on this or something? Like, is she setting them up? Because mm-hmm. she just goes, it's in here, and we can't see it. So I'm thinking, is she trying to get her right. friends killed or something? And there are doors that are closed. It is still, from what we know, following the rules of this universe, it is a physical being. No doors mm-hmm. were ever open. She just all of a sudden says, it's in here. So I guess it can just walk through walls or appear in rooms. So... But that doesn't add up with everything else we've seen. Everything else we've seen, it's a physical being. But all of a sudden, just, it's in here. What? Hey, Ryan. It's a a dream. It's a dream, I guess. Exactly. Yeah, we can just hide (laughs) behind that for everything. But anyway, uh, moving past that, it's now in there. And 
it starts picking up the electronics and throwing them at her. And I was Davis. I tell you when I was, I was so frustrated. I'm like duck into the water and move or something. She's just yeah. staring at it. Like, <laughs> Oh no, they're throwing the toaster at me gets hit. And then she doesn't even pop back up quickly so she can look where it is. She's down there for a while. It has time to pick up its exactly, electronic. Yeah. She's like, oh, oh, gets up, you know, rubbing the water out of her eyes. And it throws it, it throws against, she gets hit. It's like, oh my God, move, move. It, yeah, it was, it was pretty goofy. It, she, like you said, she'd go down underwater for like 10 seconds and then pop back up. And it's just still throwing things. Yeah, Which it's This was also interesting is that this is the first time that, you know, this thing is like using something yes. to try to harm somebody. And like, it's fast. Like it's pretty up and like moving pretty quickly right. at that point. So right. pretty that terrible was aim, But you're also throwing things that are kind of heavy. So, I'll But some of them did hit. I mean, it like some... it wasn't awful, you know, for. No, it was. Yeah. For having thrown nothing else. <laughs> but it <laughs> is just terrible. weird that like. You just wonder even more like, is it like afraid of water or something? Because like, yeah. why would you not just get in? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just unless follow. it knew, well, remember, it's smart. Maybe it knew, like, oh, it's going to try to electrocute. That's a good point. So. It is smart. Yeah. That is but smart. those things okay. didn't that electrocute her when she, when they threw, now they were no longer plugged in or anything, but didn't yeah. affect her. Yeah. So, anyway, so Paul, not, not smart enough to just push it off the edge. <laughs> yes, into immediately the pool, but, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Paul grabs the gun, much like how Jay did at the beach, and just starts firing at the thing you yes. cannot see and he, i laughed at this did shoot yara in the leg and i was like why are you standing directly across from each other why are you <laughs> like he's shooting at this thing when her, his friend is directly on the other side of it why not come at an angle? and it was is even more funny because after she gets shot um they're just like okay whatever <laughs> stay down like they don't they really don't pay any attention no. to it they're like they're not like hey are you okay it's <laughs> like sorry we have we have more important things to do sorry go clean yourself up and this is when we really start scooby doing it okay they put a sheet over it so they can actually see it again physical being so they put a sheet over its head so paul walks up shoots yep. it right in the head but just like with the neck it does fall in but now it swims and it starts and oh my goodness jay it's an entire pool. Instead of going the opposite way, kind of swims not straight back at the monster, but kind of in the direction. I'm like, what are you right. doing? Go yeah. the opposite way. It's <laughs> not going to catch you. But no, she goes in the general direction for it. So it grabs her foot. She can't get away. She's drowning. This could be it for her. And Paul, another, this whole scene's infuriating. Blindly shooting into the pool. Just uh, yeah. Blindly. <laughs> Just that that was the point of the movie. I was like, what are you doing? Yes. I mean, it's holding onto her foot. It's right next to her. Yes. And you're like just... in a straight line. Yes. He misses her twice. But of on the course, third one. Of, of course he hits, he hits it. Yeah. Right <laughs> in the head, right in the head. And then we see as she gets out, she starts creeping over the edge. Um, and we see from her perspective, the pool just filling with the swirling blood. Apparently yeah. that killed it, which doesn't make any sense how you shot it. No. You just shot in the head, didn't kill it. But this time when you shot in the head in the water, it killed it. It's the gun mixed with the water. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what it will do. <laughs> so then later we have, they're back in the house. Paul's chilling on the couch. Jay finally realizes, you know, Paul, you do love me. You've done so much for me. I'm now going to have sex with you. He goes and has sex with her. Yara is in the hospital. Clearly she got shot. She starts reciting that the true fear of life is knowing that death is coming. It's not the pain. It's not that it's just knowing that this inevitable death is coming. Once again, kind of foreshadowing. We're at the end of the movie, but that's kind of a foreshadow of what this creature is. 
Here's what I did not get, Davis. The last two things I want to mention about the movie. Paul has sex with Jay. Greg is dead, yes. so Jay still had the thing. Yes, it is on her now. So it's on her, but we're supposed to believe that it's dead. In the pool, it died. If that is the case, Paul having sex with her, he would get it, but okay. He shouldn't have it now. It should be dead. He clearly, it shows him driving by a couple of prostitutes, think he's going to give mm-hmm. it to her. Two things I have about that. One, if it's dead, why are you worrying about that? Like, what? why would you need to pass it on? Secondly, yeah. A prostitute's not going to do anything for you. You can't tell this person. Like, you have no relationship with them. That's going to buy you, like, a day. You give it to her. She'll get killed in the next 24 hours, and then it's right back on you. That made no sense to me unless again she can pass off really quickly, but still, that can only get to one other person. It could easily get back to you quickly. That did not make a lot of sense to me. And again, I think it's one of those, like, okay, this is obviously a teenager's plan. Like, if you were to think yes. about this for a second, it's like, no, this would be really stupid. It's just going to kill the prostitute and come after me next. Yep. Like, it's a terrible idea, which I don't think – he never actually ends up – They don't show sex it. With yeah, the movie, I no. Think. I don't think he ever decides to do it. And I think kind of what the movie ends on is like, okay, these two teenagers are just going to decide to tough it out together. Like, we're, yep. we're in this – together we just have to deal with it because what you're referencing again, terrible idea we see jay and paul walking holding the hand and there's a slow figure walking behind them but we do know what i do like that's a little ambiguous about it at the end of the movie right there because that's where it ends yeah it could be dead it could be alive we do not know that that no. thing is following them just like other points in the movie it right. could be just a normal person it could be following them where they're thinking we're going to ride this out together and we're going to protect each other yeah. very, very possible yes. but I do like that it's left kind of ambiguous. It could be dead. It could be alive. It could be alive and following them. It could be alive and not following them. that yep. thing behind them. Could be the figure, could be not. So I do kind of like that it leaves it a little ambiguous. The problem for them is yep. they really need to know if the thing is dead or not. Like for yes. their futures. Yes. And if they're you know, 18, 19 years old, you're looking at, I don't know, 60 to 70 years of your life ahead of you. You might want to figure yep. out if you need to be on the watch for the next <laughs> you know handful of decades. Um, but that does take us to the <laughs> end of the movie. Davis, I'll start with you. What did you think was the scariest moment in this movie? Okay. Now this, I should preface with, I guess, that I've seen this movie before. This like was not the first time me watching yeah. it. So I knew this was coming, but I remember watching this movie for the first time, and this was easily the most freaked out I was in the movie, was when um, – they are having like the sleepover thing and just trying to kind of protect Jay. The thing gets into the house and Jay goes upstairs. It's kind of like locked in the bedroom and they open the door and it's just their friend. And you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. And then like this huge tall guy comes and just walks in the room. I remember first watching that and being like, what the actual fuck, like (laughs) what is going on? That was so weird. And it was the first time like seeing, um, well, I guess not the first time. It was the first time seeing it look like something really different. Like we'd seen fairly normal people, obviously, just before downstairs. Um, it was like like that weird kind of cracked out girl. But it was the first time I got seeing it more monster-like because obviously this dude is huge, super tall. So it was just weird seeing that. But I remember watching that for the first time and being like, holy crap. It just like shocks you. Um, which I'm also now realizing that that kind of disproves my theory of 
every 24 hours it gets to spin the wheel unless no it goes quickly. that happened right at it happened right at midnight no, actually what happened it, it used its spin at, <laughs> no because even at even the, the beach, next it shows up as three yeah, things yeah yeah it, I, it can yeah. do it whenever it's it's funny. I had seen bits and pieces. I'd never watched it all the way through before. I just watched it before we did this podcast. But you and I stay on the same wavelength. I have the same thing. I have the big guy walking in because it does happen so suddenly. Where there's not a whole it's lot. It's really the up. only. It's yeah. one of the only jump scares. The only yeah. other jump scare really it gets, is because it appears uh, and it ducks into the room really quick, and you're like, "Whoa!" Yes. Like because it could just grab. It's like right there, and yeah, you're thinking this thing's over seven feet tall. It's like seven between seven for seven huge, six. Yeah, and it could just kind of grab her right there. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. That's just, what I yeah. thought was the scariest part. Um, Cause yeah, you're, Cause the you're only other to open jump scare is like the, uh, when it turns into the little sickly kid at the beach. Yeah. That, that was the other thing the I had was in the shack there when it's coming yeah. after her and like he shows up in the hole there, but yeah, there's not a whole, yeah. Ducking into the room is the really big guy. Yes. That I agree with you there. Best kill. There's only two kills in this one. Davis don't even know if you have one. I went with just the opening sequence one, just cause the, we have two. One happens on camera, one doesn't. But the one that happens on yes. camera, nothing really happens to him. So I'm just going with the opening one. At least it's pretty gruesome the way her leg is like snapped and backwards and all yes. that. So I thought that was the best kill, um, but not a whole lot to choose from. So this is not a great movie for what was the best kill in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was a good, at least a good, I agree. I honestly really liked the opening scene now that we're just going back on that. Because you come into the movie really not having any clue of what's going on. Like this no. girl comes out of the no. house and it was funny. That, it was pretty funny that she comes out of the house and like just kind of runs a circle in the street. She does run just around the camera. In. They could have said, hey, we're putting the camera right here. We need you to run around yes. it back into the house. Which I wish we could have seen the thing during uh, that shot because it's it like, like probably just very slowly turning. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> oh, you're going right back in there. Yeah. That does take us, Davis. Winner and loser. Who do you guys your winner? Who who won this movie for you? Okay. In the past episodes, which we've only done two other ones, it's been kind of hard for me to pick a decent winner. This is to me the easiest winner, easiest winner <laughs> that I've gotten to pick. It is so clearly Hugh. Hugh is easily the winner of this movie. First of all, he was smart enough to pass it off to somebody else. Good job. You passed mm-hmm. it off to somebody else. Second of all, you passed it off to a good person because clearly she doesn't want to go and just bang somebody else. Like she, she had the opportunity. She was on that beach. We didn't talk about this scene, but she was on the beach and she sees like a boat with like three guys out yep. there. And she kind of starts undressing and you're like, okay, she, yeah, she's going to go like pass it off to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And this random guy, but she never ends up doing it. So hmm. second point, good job of Hugh for putting on somebody who is going to apparently just keep it on themselves. And then into the movie, uh, Paul and Jay are just like, yeah, we're just going to deal with it ourselves. Hugh gets to re- live the rest of his life conceivably just but normal. If, if Paul and Jay are successful, the only, the only pushback I would have on that is you would want to give it to people who keep passing on. So you're like 20, 30, 40, 50 people down the line. He's this only two correct. people away now. Like it's only, you know, Paul, Jay, and then him. So that's the only part. That I is, get what you're saying. He did pick a good person as far as she's going to keep it for a while, but because she's keeping it, he's only one to two people away at any given time. But that is correct. He did pass it along 
pretty well. And he was pretty sneaky, but how he got away, she never really got the cops involved with him. He really got to go live his life. So it was pretty impressive. Right, honestly. right. Because I would imagine, honestly, that he has possibly tried to pass on to other girls before, but like. But not his girlfriend. They, he had that picture. Well, he clearly had a girlfriend, didn't want to give it to her, which would make sense. It would make no sense right. giving it to her. Right. <laughs> make but, no sense. I mean, you would guess that he slept with the girl that was killed in the beginning scene, right? It's very possible. Yes. It's very, it's very that's possible. What would, that's what you would guess. I don't know. It, I didn't know if that was, yeah, had to do with him or it was just part of the story. You know, just, hey, here's what's happening. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I would guess, I would personally guess that he had tried to pass on to the girls before and explain to them, like, this is what's happening. You're going to die if it gets you. And they yeah. all didn't really believe him. That's why he ended up, you know, chloroforming Jay and like yep. making her like watch it come Which towards you. Which was pretty nice, yeah. I will say. Now he did that for himself partly because- no, Yeah, that was completely selfish move. He has to know, <laughs> but he didn't just leave her and be like, well, you're going to die, so see ya. You know, yes. so- Yes, That's okay. That's a pretty I good mean, one. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, how about you? What do you think? Who, Who's your winner? So what I went with, um, I kind of went double on both of these. So first of all, I went with a person That's and then fine. something else. So winner, I, I went- good. Good double winner. Double I, really loser. Liked- I did that a lot in uh, Talk of the House yes. for Big Brother. If you're not listening to our other podcast, please yes. go listen to Talk of the House yes. if you like Big Brother. But it's always I, good to have multiple winners lose. I really thought it was interesting that you had Hugh and Jeff. I, I think that's a really good winner, honestly. Uh, but I actually went with Paul, and here's my reasoning. He has been wanting this girl for a long time, <laughs> yeah. years. He was like, why'd you pick Greg over me? Why'd you pick him? Um. And he even tries to kiss her. She like swerves him hard. Yeah. By yeah. helping her, he ends up getting her at the end. They're like a couple, everything. Like he he really came out on top on this one. Neither one of them died. There, she, she now is basically held captive by him. She has to be with him. See, so well, let's True. see if you die or not. Because he's not passing this on for obvious reasons. No, no. He's, so yeah. she has to stay near him now. Because otherwise, if he gets killed away from her, it's going to be like, is it coming after me? You know. So he really made out like a bandit. He went into this wanting this girl. He got her. Some other things happened. But. That's a winner in my eyes. Pretty good. Um, One of the few uh, few movies where you see the nice guy get the girl. You know what I mean? That's true. It's very like rare. You actually, actually did it. Very good rare. Job. Good job, Paul. Good um, job. You played the long game. Paul's <laughs> playing the long game. Uh, also, another one I wanted to really go at here that's not in the movie, but I'm going to go with the winner being condoms for this reason. Because since, <laughs> this, since this movie is based on symbolism for STDs, unprotected premarital sex anything along those lines this really shows like hey you don't want to catch an std or get this now in this specific movie i don't think a condom would help because the team it's probably gonna follow you either way but in the real life of what this is representing it's showing you don't want to have something following you for the rest of your life you know use some protection i also looked him up uh condom use in the u.s from 2006 to 2010 was at 33.1 percent 2011 to 2015, 33.7%. It went up 0.6%. This movie came out in 2014. So in that five-year period, it did go up by a little over a half of a percent. So is there a direct correlation? I don't know. But those are your statistics. So that's a lot of money, even 0.6%. The amount of yeah. money over a five-year period probably is pretty It'd good money. It'd be incredible if, if the uh, end credits rolled. And it, uh, there's just like a Trojan con <laughs> logo at the end. This takes or me during to... the movie. During the movie, they're about to have sex. And you're like, do you have a condom? And it like shows the condom. It's like, nah, let's not use it. It's like, oh, dead. 
Should have been, should have been thinking. <laughs> this takes me to my loser. And I don't know who you got. I have to go with Jay. I'm sorry. There are so many things she did that were infuriating. Like, first of all, she's just moping around. It's like, okay, I get you're trying to be nice. You don't want to kill the people. I get that. You are literally 18 or 19 years old. You have to pass it on. You don't really have much uh, yeah. of a choice. Just yeah. pass it on. Describe to them so they can do the same thing and it can get away from you. And then yeah. she always runs into like the shack in her room where there's technically another exit, but it's like throughout, you know, this little barn door throughout the window, like window. Right. She doesn't hide very well. And then when the little girl, when the girl was in the kitchen, she turns, the thing is walking, mind you, she runs into this table, falls. I was like, Oh my God. Like just, <laughs> just turn and run. And so she's like running into things. Like, I'm not going to get away. It's like, okay. She was my loser for all the reasons. Also, she went. This, she had sex with three guys in an hour and a half. I mean, my goodness, girl! Like two of them were the two guys in her friend group. They had a five-person friend group. She had sex with both guys. I mean, it's jeez. True. That friend group is officially. If this is actually an STD, that friend group is officially tainted. Yes, <laughs> I mean, it is. It is. You're done. not getting away from that. <laughs> and my other one, and this was a more of a real loser. I mentioned this earlier. I got to go with the parents. My God, where are they? They are they're in like <laughs> yeah. one scene yeah. for like a minute. Like there's no parents anywhere to protect their kids or listen to. Them. They're all just the kids who clearly do not make good decisions are trying to do this all on their own. So I got to go to the parents. And I think, yeah, just to touch on that one again, um, something else I didn't really know earlier that I kind of got from my research is that I guess it's to make it seem more like a dream again as well. I don't think they ever really show Jay's mom's face. Like they kind of show her in the background or when yeah. she's talking, like her back's to the camera. Like they yeah. never really show her. They face. don't put much they do effort. Show, they do show the, uh, um, we forgot to mention this, but the thing that in the end pool scene um, was taking the shape of Jay's dad, which they didn't yes. really go yes. into that. Yeah, it's because they, they just kind of show showed them a picture. That's, that's what was frustrating. They don't show them enough because yeah, I noticed that, but like yeah. you kind of have to, had to have caught that. Otherwise it's just a random dude. But yeah. Even like, yeah, with the mom or whatever, like Greg's mom, we wouldn't know that's Greg's mom unless he says, mom, what are you doing here? Like whenever you, right. you first walk into the hall, you don't, it's just a woman. So they don't do right. a very good job of showing the parents and showing why, here's why the monster is showing up as these things or why the, you know, right. uh, what the parents are you know impacted. But who's your loser? Who do you think really lost this movie? <laughs> so very conveniently, um, I went with Paul as my loser. Okay. Because. Okay. And it's similar to why you chose Jay. For, for Paul, why are you just being okay with just being chased by this thing for the rest of Fair. your life? You're, you're just like, you know what? Yeah, Jay, you and me, we're just gonna we're gonna try to figure it out. I don't know. We'll see what happens. He clearly drove by these prostitutes. He had a chance to pass it on. It would have been a terrible plan because it would have came right back to him. Mm-hmm. But you're just you're just like okay okay with it like congrats yes you did bag the girl of your dreams but at what cost now you gotta live at, at what cost yeah exactly at what cost i just it no, just didn't I make that. any sense. no i totally get the uh i was very close to having him as my loser as well i think he could really go either way i think a lot of people in this movie made so yeah. many bad decisions there's so many losers so there are a lot of losers you could really have into just a, terrible decisions yes terrible decisions movie. but also really- <laughs> another loser has to be um jay's uh, I think it was her sister that just got shot, and they're just like, eh, what? yeah. It was the sister's You're friend, fine. right? Yara, like, it, yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's in the hospital, but she's pretty irrelevant to the story. She doesn't really do anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, no. She's there, I think, just to have her there. 
no, I, 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 I do agree with that one. Uh, this does take us to what this podcast is literally built on. And that is ranking these movies. And we've kind of talked about how this is our first new modern, you know, newish seven years old modern movie versus the classic slashers. So mm-hmm. the ratings are tough. This is our first one we've got to rank and truly just rank it as a movie compared to the other two. We're kind of putting in context of the time right. period and giving it more of this one doesn't get much benefit of the doubt because we know the context surrounding it. So right. uh, you can go first. And to Davis. preface this, we've, we've kind of updated our ranking system. So yes. previously we have five yes. categories being how scary it was the acting, the directing or producing this originality or the story, and then just an entertainment factor. And we had previously been ranking it on a scale from one to two, to 20 for each yes. uh, category, giving us a final out of 100, and then we would um, average it out between the two of us yes. to give it its final score. We've updated that to where still same categories, but we're just going to rank it 1 to 10 to make it easier on ourselves. Yes, and just add like, them together. The, the difference between a 14 and a 15 was like, oh, it I was have very no difficult. So, so now we're we just, just adding. taking... Yes, yes. Essentially doing the same thing, just making it easier. It's just easier because each of us, instead of now being out of 100 and averaging it, we're each out of 50 and just adding it together. Yes. So our first one, our biggest biggest one here, not a biggest one, they're all equal, but our first one's the story. Originality, how much you like the story, all those things, Davis. What did you think 1 to 10 was the story of It Follows? I had to give it, I mean, it's extremely, extremely original. So... Mm -hmm. I overall gave it a nine out of 10 for originality and story. Um, Obviously very out of left field um, Mm -hmm. concept and something to do with a scary movie. I've never seen a scary movie even like remotely close to this story. Um, Obviously very original. There was like certain plot holes that we kind of hit on that kind of kept it from being just like a 10, but overall the story was really good. Really interesting. Um, that's kind of all I have to say about it, honestly. What did, well, what did you I, think about the story? Okay. Um, I originally had it as an eight for exactly what you said. It's it's so original compared to other scary movies you've seen. But the more I right. reflected on it, the more as the movie went on, just the plot holes really got to me. And I was really sure. like, where are the parents? Is this thing dead? Can it touch you? Because he originally said it, you don't want to be touched by it. But then she is grabbed in the pool and she lives but it looks like Greg dies by just being touched by it. So things just weren't adding right. up for me. Uh, so I actually dropped it from an eight. I went down to a six for that reason. I was going to do eight, which was pretty good, but the plot holes, I just had to take away. So I went a six out of 10. Right. For, it, it was going to be a 10. If they just covered up some of these ideas that weren't making sense, I would have gone eight, but I had to drop mm-hmm. it when it felt like what you were saying. He was kind of just, Hey, it's a dream. You know, I, I don't need to explain all these things. And that just sure. felt kind of lazy sure. at a certain point. So I went six. What about that's fair scariness for it? How much you were actually scared watching this movie? So this was kind of a difficult one to think about because I genuinely don't think the movie itself was super scary. Um, and that's not all of what, you know, goes into, you know, a horror film, scary movie. It's not just being scared. There's also, you know, just, are you feeling uncomfortable during the movie? Is it, they're like paranoia and all this different stuff. So besides like that scare that we talked about earlier with the guy coming in, the big tall guy coming into the room, Mm -hmm. I was never actually like really that scared during this movie, but I will say, I think this is like the most like paranoid movie I maybe have ever watched. Like you're, 
the characters are paranoid the entire time. They're constantly looking over their shoulder. Is that person it? No, it could be. I don't know. So, and as the viewer, you're kind of looking in the background of every scene, mm -hmm. trying to just figure out um, if it's coming or not. So you, I, you're just paranoid the entire time. So trying to mix those two things together, together, I ended up giving it a six. It's not like super scary. I would say anybody, if you're scared of scary movies, you could probably watch this and be fairly okay. Yeah. But I had to give it some credit for like that paranoia feeling of the, the entire movie. But what did I, you think? I think you hit it right on the head. I think the scariest part was like, yeah, there's like the, when the guy walks in, there's that one part, but it was more just the, you're always kind of on edge. So I agree with you there. Right. You are looking in the background a lot. I caught myself doing that a lot where every scene you're kind of <clears> looking because that's, it would usually show up there first. Um, five obviously is average scary. Just this is a normal scary movie. So I actually went four. I went slightly under just for what you said, where <clears> it was more of a paranoia, but I was never really freaked out. And there wasn't even one right. big moment that got me. So I just went a little right, under. Right. Uh, I don't want to like crap on the scariness too much, but I was like, I wouldn't even say it for my opinion. It was even an average scare. I would put just under. So that's, that's why fair, I went yeah. for, but not bad. Like I said, it, it is fair. very good at paranoia, uneasy, but as far as actual right. scary, scary, yeah, I thought it was just a little under that. I was going to go through, but I was like, that doesn't feel, feels a little too disrespectful for what they did because it was a different type of scare. So, right. Um, even right. yep. in the hospital bed at one point, you know, and she's looking for someone coming down the hall, she can hear someone walking, but it's just a nurse going right. by. So it, it keeps you on edge enough that that I yes. had it as for. What about the acting? Yes. How'd the actors do in this one? I mean, I'll, I'll just be straight out. Like I gave it a five. It's like, okay. it was very just average. There was no, nothing that like, oh, that was like really good acting. That was really great. Um, yeah. And, but there's nothing that was like, okay, that was like terrible. It was like, just very like, okay, they did a, a decent job, but it's pretty good. Yeah. I did think that um, whoever, like the people were playing the, the monster, the demon thing did like a very good job of, looking really creepy and like yeah. having you know yeah lifeless kind of eyes and especially for being completely nude and walking towards somebody like that's it's impressive that's a pretty weird thing to be act to act and to do during that so it, uh, yeah just a five it was not like bad i wasn't watching it saying okay that was just terrible acting but at the same time i was like it wasn't anything great it was just average it was just average yeah so five for me see i I agree with you. The best acting was all the monsters. The different people that were the monsters, yeah. I thought were the best ones. They were creepy. Great. They were different. The actual main characters, like Jay didn't really give me a whole lot. The sister and the friend did next to nothing. Paul's pretty yeah. even keel the whole time. Greg doesn't really show much. So I agree with you where it was average, but I didn't even, I even had a little bit below that because they didn't show much. Like they didn't really give much to me. So I was right. going to go three, but for what exactly you said, the monster acting was good enough that I think that pulled it up. I gave it a four. So I went four because yeah. the monster, the different people that did that pulled it enough. Cause the actual main characters, I just, I feel like there was no extra to Jay. She never showed anything like that. Actress right. was just the same right. thing at all times. I wanted to show a little bit more out of it. So like, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like terrible acting. It wasn't like cheesy or anything. It just, there just wasn't much there. It kind of felt milk toast. It was like, I need a little bit more from you. Um, yeah, no, I get that. I agree. Lastly, I agree. or we have two more. Sorry, production. We have a couple. Yep, okay. Yeah, production more. What do you think the production quality of this movie? So for like the production directing, I actually like really enjoyed the movie mm -hmm. in that aspect. Um, like we kind of talked before, 
like it was impossible to tell what time period the movie yeah. was set in yeah. and that like that like threw me so many times you would see like like a tv with antenna inside antennas inside of jay's house and then you would like look on the street and you're like okay that's like a very modern chevy car yep. but then like some of the characters like had a very old kind of like 70s or 80s cars and, and the, the so music confusing. felt very 80s or 70s you know that yeah a lot of like synths in the movies or and the uh, music and the way it was shot too i th- thought was like very kind of 80s like there would be these shots like where Mm -hmm. jay is getting into the pool and it's like from across the street very wide and it just like slowly zooms like there's nothing really happening in the Mm -hmm. scene but like there's just like these slow zooming shots where nothing's really going on there are also a lot of shots where the camera is like just still and it's just like people walking in or out um Mm -hmm. like when they're in the abandoned building near the beginning um with hugh and jay like the camera's still Hughes like literally walking in and out of the shot when the camera's on Jay. Um, mm-hmm. So it was really interesting. The, just the way it was shot was really interesting. Kind of like, it was, like I said, shot kind of like an 80s film. Um, these zooming shots where not much is going on. But then you had these random shots of like when Jay is playing with a flower on the ground and it looks like kind of an artsy picture. Um, it was just really different it's very different from a lot of movies i've seen before and for a very inexperienced director and producing i thought it was done really well so i gave it a nine long story short wow i gave it a nine overall i thought it was really well produced and like the just the shots like there's so many shots i can think of that i was like that looks really cool or yeah i i liked it early on exactly what you said i really liked the slow zooms made it feel old school um and the production value of some of the monsters some of them were just normal people you could tell like the big guy you could tell there was some computer stuff to him and right uh some things like that the the girl getting killed at the beginning like yes yes like that kill was good it's good um my more problem was other than those there were a few highlight moments where it showed a monster it showed a kill Mm -hmm. and i really like those the rest of it felt very just normal it was a camera on them at the park. It was a camera right. on them driving. Um, so I went five. This probably is our biggest category difference we've ever had. Uh-huh. And I don't yeah. think it was necessarily bad. I just put it as average for, I liked, it felt like when they tried, when they wanted a monster to look cool, when they wanted a cool shot, when she's driving, the camera's clearly in the back, like kind of posted up and it shows the perspective of yeah. her driving to the cornfield. Those look good, but it felt like there was too much for me that just felt like we're just going to shoot this scene we're going to show this person. There wasn't enough of it that was innovative where we'll eventually get down the right. line to one like The Conjuring, where I think the camera work and everything is incredible. I think I love where right. the camera will flip upside down and it'll, and then just, of course, the woman in the chair, you know, floating like the the practical right. effects, everything they do in that is such to a high level. I don't think this is bad. I'm not saying, I just think it's average. I feel like there's a lot of people who could have made this movie and that's why I put mm-hmm. it as a five. That's kind of how I judge that's it. That's what's different about this. So I, by no means is it bad. I just think they could have done more. I think they could have had cooler looking monsters. I think they could have done different, cooler shots to at least get it. Like you give me a couple more consistently cool shots. I'm probably into the six, seven range, which is by no means bad. Um, You know, we're already talking like above, above average to well above average. Um, Yeah. And that gets to our final one, entertainment, just how you overall like the movie. So this is kind of, a mix for me so 
I'll start off by saying I gave it a six on entertainment overall. Okay. And that isn't to say that I didn't particularly like the movie because I genuinely yes. do like the movie. And I definitely liked the movie a lot more the first time I watched it. I will say watching it for a second time, it is significantly like less entertaining. There's mm-hmm. not, you already know what's going on. You know, you know, what's supposed to be happening. There's no like jump scares, you know, really there's only yeah. like a couple. Yeah. So there's not nothing like you're, that's going to, you know, oh, I didn't remember that and scare me again. You kind of know what's going on. But it is genuinely like in a very interesting storyline and movie. And um, it's just such a weird movie. There's so many yeah. things that happen yeah. here. It's like, it's just, it just makes you uncomfortable. It's just weird. So not overly like entertaining, like this is crazy what's going on, but it does do enough to like keep you kind of on the edge of your seat, keep you uneasy. So six okay. for me on entertainment how about and you that's, and, and that's i mean that's pretty good that's above average so if you're looking at a five yes, yeah, yeah. so that's that's by no means bad uh i actually sure. went the opposite of you i went a four i went slightly under and i really thought hanging hey, this movie i was talking to davis about this before we did this podcast i thought all of these were going to be a little bit higher i was a little surprised and i don't think it was a bad movie uh-huh. it just left me wanting more the plot holes really got to me and that really yeah. hurt me both on story and now overall enjoyment if you just patch up a plot hole here and there i'm at least at a five probably a six like you are so i thought the plot right. holes kind of hurt me it felt like there were certain things where i'm like okay it kind of drag at certain points where I'm like okay let's keep this pace up like let's move let's let's have something go on right. here so by no means a bad movie i just went for because it was just under an average one and i really wanted to give it a five but the plot yeah. holes to me are just that's a cardinal sin of movies. You you gotta you can't just brush things off and say, ah, oh, whatever. Like that people won't it's think dream, anything man. of that. It's yeah. And so <laughs> I went for not bad, not a bad yep. movie, but in just my opinion, it could have been better. So when we add up all of ours, yep. mine added up to a 23 overall. Davis's this is if you remember our last couple, been pretty Neck this is neck. easily our, our furthest apart Big from time. each other. Easily, yeah. So I'm a 23 out of 50, which would be just under half. Davis is pretty high, honestly, when you look at it, 35 out of 50. That's pretty good, which would add us together to a 58. 58? If you, if you look at our all-time list, Halloween was 73. That's interesting because I believe that's – 58.5. Yeah, I thought I remembered that being <laughs> – It follows as a really 58. So this is our lowest movie. But I mean, I even said to Davis – I think this will be our lowest one because mine was so low at a 23. I thought, I thought it would be too. Yeah. But Davis, you, you got us. You got us there. <laughs> you you got us a half a point away. If I'm one, if I'm one point higher on anything, we're there. So, I mean, it, yeah, you, you yeah. almost did it. But I mean, if you look at mine, if you did just d- double mine in general, it still only comes out to like a 70. So it's not but, like, but that's pretty, I mean, a seven out of 10 is a pretty good movie, right? I mean, that's no, I agree. I agree. Yeah. That's uh that's pretty good. So, in our all-time list, it does rank last, third out of three. But I mean, it, so it's right Barely. there with Halloween. By I half mean, it is, point, yeah. It is. Or with uh, Friday the 13th. With Friday Fri- the 13th. Uh, yeah, sorry, Friday the 13th. Um, Halloween was uh, 73. So 73 for that, Friday the 13th, 58.5. It falls 58. And like I said, I was surprised. I was expecting it to be higher. Um, I really was. I, I, kind of, I kind of was too. And I think it's. So I blame myself. I mean, you, you did bit, your best to, to keep us there. Well, I mean, and it's a little bit tough because most of this is the first movie I think that you and I have watched where it's been something that it's basically been a complete rewatch for both yeah. of us. Um, yeah. Like we both had seen all of 
if not most of the movie. Yeah, I'd seen Friday half, 13th, like two thirds. Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, like Hall- or Friday the 13th, I think I had seen like the last 20 minutes of it. Okay. And then we both okay. had not seen Halloween before. So it this is like the first one that we've seen a decent amount. And it okay. just didn't like I think if we had this had been the first time us watching it, we might have rated it a little bit differently. Yeah, that's probably true. It being the second time and the scare of it just doesn't hold up quite as much yeah, and you probably true. look look more into the story and trying mm-hmm. to you know see where things go on there so understandably yes it probably like it just doesn't have as much longevity i think no. and, I, and i do yeah. my best just on all three of these to really be like this is the first sure, time i'm yeah, watching it. Yeah. how would i view it but still not bad still not a bad movie you know, 50 uh, out of 100, still not bad, just not to the elite level that we're rolling, which when you're looking at elite, you're probably looking at 75 and above, probably, well, maybe 80 and above. 80 and above is probably yeah. when you're getting into the elite movies. Uh, right. But this does take us to the last couple of questions we always ask before we head out the door. First of all, could this happen, Davis? Could this movie happen in real life? Absolutely. If it is a dream, if it's a dream. <laughs> yes, right. Oh, I'm right. There. Yeah. There's no origin to this. It's this invisible monster that kills you by pass. I, there's nothing about this that would make sense in no. real life. Unless one, if we're talking about a dream or two, if we're talking about a metaphor for STDs, then kind of. Yeah. Kind the is good, but the problem is you can't just pass it along. You still have it. So it's, it doesn't yes, work. You, do that still, you, you know, still have to deal with it. But yeah, this one, maybe the most... world, would, maybe the world would be, well, I don't know. Would the world be a better or worse place if your STD transferred from your body? Uh, I think good. Cause if, only one person like, would have it at any given time, not like thousands or millions, but then it becomes like very, it would almost be a crime. Then I feel like if, I think you it is. You can't knowingly, knowingly pass, pass it on. One. Some... I don't think you can knowingly pass one. On that's now. true, actually. That's very <laughs> true. Sure I didn't that's think about that. <laughs> yeah. you, sure. you have to openly di- disclose that. Yes, that's true. Uh, so yeah, just like most <laughs> supernatural movies, it, I mean, no. I mean, most supernatural ones, it's going to be like, yeah. no, this could not happen in real life. Yeah. But the last one is, would you recommend this movie, Davis? Someone's asking you, hey, <sighs> should I watch It Follows? What do you think? What, and to our I've... audience, honestly, those that are you know listening out there, right? would you recommend it? I have actually thought about this question more than anything going into this podcast. And honestly, it really depends on who I'm recommending it to. Yeah. Um, there are certain like friends where I would say like, yeah, they would probably like this movie. It's kind of, you know, shot in a different way. It's a very different movie, kind of artsy, whatever. So there are certain friends that I would recommend this to, but then there are people where I wouldn't recommend this to. Like if you don't like the type of like, you know, eighties movie where it has certain, shots of the characters not really doing anything or just like seeing this person get into a pool for 15 seconds and like nothing's really happening um so i think there's certain people where they would find this movie pretty boring or would just find it kind of uninteresting um so if you were just looking for straight up like entertainment and like this movie's going to keep your attention the whole time then it's probably not the movie for you but if you're interested in like a very if you're just interested in scary movies in general and want something really different to watch, I would absolutely recommend it to you. But what do you think? I, mine's the exact same. I, if you want a slasher, you want an exciting movie. No, it's not going to do that. But I said, yes, right. if, if you just said, I like scary movies, then yeah, I'd say it's, it's not great, but it's original. It's original right. and it's, it's creepy enough. 
that it's not a bad movie. I don't, we, we don't have enough movies to kind of generate what bad movies are, but I'm thinking for our right. rating, it's got to be under 50 at least. I would think under, yeah. You know, into the maybe 40s and below. So like, it's no means a bad movie. No, it's not great. It's not elite. It's not going to be a movie that you're going to think about, man, it follows one of the best movies I've ever seen. Like, no, it's not going to do that. But right. um, it is it is good enough that I'd say, yeah, go, go ahead and watch. It's not, I, I would preface it probably how you did. Hey, it's not The Conjuring. Uh, you know, it's not going to be something that you run and tell people about. But if someone said, hey, I'm thinking about watching this, should I be like, uh, yeah. I mean, if now if you say I only like scary movies that have a uh, that are super exciting, there's a lot of gore. So like, no, it's not going to do that. But if you want something different and you're just open to scary movies in general, then yeah, I'd say yes. I'd probably ask who I was talking to. Um, how do you feel about nudity in movies? Uh, that, that is you're going to get a good amount. That you're is gonna get very true. My goodness. Yeah, they no, I agree. They I were agree. not shy. It just. It just depends. And I, I mean, like I said, this, you know, our rating system is like a little bit different because I feel like if you normally you would say something's getting like a 58 out of a hundred, you'd be like, that kind of sound like it sucks. Yeah. But really for us, I feel like in the 50 to 70 range, that's just like a solid, just it's good a, movie. Yeah, Cause I'm also trying like to be 70 pretty... to 80 is like really good. And then yes. 80 or above is like, an, like a great movie. And I'm but trying if you're to be under 50. Yeah. Yeah, if you're under fifty, it's 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 probably like you're like I probably wouldn't watch that again. It was okay, but I didn't like turn it off because yeah. it was so bad. I'm not so. trying to. It's, I'm just I mean, trying to be. Good I'm trying to be pretty conservative to when we get to some yes. of those great ones on the all time list. It really means something to get into the the seventies, a special, the eighties, and potentially if we can get to the nineties, which I know there's at least a movie or two that will. That is special. Yeah. So it doesn't want to be like. Yeah. It follows that we think is a fine, not special, but fine movie. We don't want to give it 75 and then, well, right, exactly. everything else has to be a 98 and a 99, you know. You, you, yes, exactly. So it's it's still good. I'd or, say and at that point, watch. at that point, there would be nothing below 50, like nothing. Yes. Yeah. It would have to be a five minute movie about a little kid drawing a scary thing. To yes. <laughs> yes. Which, by the way, no. I do want to mind you. This got a 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Not from the audience. It was in like mm-hmm. the 60s. But the critics did give it a 96, which clearly was based off the originality. I, I, I don't yes, know how else yeah, you yeah. give it that close to perfect. It was clearly just, we like how originals. Because it's not super scary. There's plot holes. Right. The acting isn't great. So it, I think that was straight up, it's an original story. So we're going to yes, yeah, we're gonna give it a big boost for that. But yeah, Davis, I this, is, this has been our third episode of Talk of the Haunted House, a scary movie podcast. Thank you all for listening. That is our third movie we've broken down our most modern one now 2014 please keep up with us mm-hmm. we will be gone for the next couple of weeks uh as we celebrate you know christmas uh new year's and all that we'll be back in 2022 but you can follow us the show at talk of the house underscore go on there retweet us we're going to tease our next movie just like we did this last week before we do it so we can tell you where to find it you can make sure you watch the movie and you're ready when this podcast drops Please give us uh, some interactions. Tell us what you think about the podcast, what movies we should do next, uh, and what you like about maybe It Follows. If you've seen it out there, tell us what you think, what we're right about, what we're wrong about. You can follow me on social media at Ryan underscore King underscore now. Davis, what about you? At the real double Ds. That's just DS at the end, no E's. But thank you again for coming back. We will hopefully get into a more uh, productive flow of putting out these podcasts we've kind of been here and there and obviously sorry that we don't uh 
particularly watch scary movies during Christmas time. <laughs> but, it's a weird time. But, but, okay. but we'll be getting plenty of more out there. Um, give us a better catalog. Give us a better overall scale of our rating system because we still only have three movies so we need to see we yes. need to fill in a little bit more yep we're still kind of spread out so we're, we'll get there we'll get there but we please will. if yes. you do have any suggestions please please go give it to us yeah tweet it either the show or one of us we'll get those movies in the catalog we kind of have a running list of ones we're coming up but we can have no problem getting your next movie in there start oh, ranking we'll it in fit there. you in absolutely if you have any movies y'all have made and want to send them in i will Homemade ones, Watch I'd love that. that. Too. Homemade scary. I'm movies. not gonna. I don't. I don't know if you know this, Ryan, but some of our college friends have a scary movie that they have made that we should maybe be. I was not aware of that. I was not aware of that. No, but that we would might be one. <laughs> no, I did not. That's okay. a great idea. Okay. I didn't think about that. We'll absolutely have to do that. That'd be hilarious. Well, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas, a good New Year. Hopefully nothing gets you. But we'll, we will be back very soon. I've forgotten our tagline. Use for, the condom. Use the for, condom, people. <laughs> we're talking the haunted house. What was it, Davis? Your dose of the dark? It's, uh, oh, oh yeah. What? I don't know. Oh, freak. Yeah. We'll be here for your, your dose of darkness, sir. Something along those lines. Whatever Damn it. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> hope you all have a Merry Christmas. We'll be back with talking the haunted house very soon for your dose of darkness. Ooh.